The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. At the time that Sumolad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Zach Fire and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grip with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, how's your day? How's the going? Good. Ponsak, how's been yours? Um, I had a really nice time. Just a couple of hours out, you know, and I met with someone really important, someone um, I've really appreciated. The little opportunities I've had to speak with her, um, Mrs. Sarah Emmanuel. She's actually the head of the National Library, and we were speaking about something that had to do with youth development, and she was just telling me how the reading culture is dwindling, you know, and if from a different point that I did see, perhaps even though it was something I didn't let her know, I thought to myself that there's a form of reawakening, you know, in society. I was just thinking, and especially down here, in our parts of the world, you see young people make frantic efforts, and I think, uh, well, those who are ahead of, of us could argue because things would have in their time perhaps been different, you know, and I think that's a different position or perspective that they are having. But um, it was really a deep, a deep work there from her, and something that really has to be improved upon. Yeah. Well, uh, today is 25th of May 2023. I uh, forgot to say that uh, so that you you note it down. <laughs> uh, well, let me talk about Tina Turner before <laughs> I will talk about reading. Well, yesterday, uh, late, yesterday in the night, uh, moments, I think few minutes before uh, going to bed, I just, you know, turn on my phone to see, like, you know, any news feed that uh, uh, I might be missing. And I just saw that Tina Turner, 83, dead in Switzerland. Yeah, it, it's, it was really shocking for me. Um, I've been a fan of her music, uh, you know, for some time now. And one of the songs that really drew me to her, you know, you know when we were growing up, was Love, got to, you know, that song. But the song that really... Uh, drew me close to her was the cover, a cover of uh, this song uh, by Al Green is called um, 
Oh my god. And I just I listened to the song in the morning. Uh let's stay together. Mm-hmm. That's the title of the song, you know, by Al Green. Let's stay together. She did she brought some, you know, real good feel, good vibe, you know, I would say, you know, uh, in the song. And she was music soulmate, I would say, with Iketona, you know, or mm-hmm. Ike Tona. Uh, abuse and things like that. Sure. She left, you know, the marriage, and at some point in time, they even said that she was, you know, queuing up to beg for food stamp. Food stamp in the U.S. is like almajarinchi. Yeah, you know, you are just like an almajari. So, uh, but she picked her life, and the song that brought her back to limelight was the cover of that song by Al Green. Let's stay together. It's, it's a very interesting song, you know. Um, and for someone, you know, for a musician to give her. For an artist to give, you know, herself to the wall and share her spirit and I give, you know, to the wall. I think that uh, the wall has lost as a musical, you know, icon in in Tina Turner. Uh, Her voice was very, very passionate. It's like anytime I listen to um, this lady that died, you know, some few years ago. um, Whitney. Whitney Houston. At times it brings, you know, tears to my heart, to my eyes. Uh, there's a song that I always picks me up, you know, anytime I feel down. Uh, Whitney Houston featuring Mary Carey. They can be miracles if you believe. I mean, that song is a powerful, powerful song that anytime, you know, when I'm down, if I just listen to that song, it has, you know, a way of just, you know, kind of picking me up to make me, you know, believe that, you know, all of these things, you know, that happen in one's life, uh, it's not to crush you, it's not to bring you down, but it's to... Uh, make you strong really true the queen of rock and roll and rightly so you know but you just share something a really interesting perspective that i've never even thought of i haven't even considered you know the struggles she had and the abuse and fact that you know she had to go that low and eventually pick herself up again to get this high meant there's some sort of resilience in her spirit in her character and 83, if you ask me, isn't a bad one. It should be a celebration of life in Nigeria. You know, that's how it is. But being the personality that she represented, I think um, it, it really hurts. It really hurts because people like that live with a portion of history. You know, and they live with a portion of memory that, I, I don't know, well, I can't say the world would forget in a hurry yeah but they represent something and when you see them when something pops up and even if they drop a statement it resonates with a lot of people so it's a huge huge miss to the world huge miss to our fans and of course the the contributions she made to the world of rock and roll and even you know music basically Mm. well it, it just dawned on me this morning that some of my favorite musicians you know uh are dying <laughs> you know uh well let's leave it at that so you know talking about reading reading is very uh interest i remember many years ago i think about 15 there about years i used to come to this national library mm. and that was how i knew how to use catalog you know mm. how yeah yeah, catalogs. yeah so uh and if i ask you know people do you know how to use catalog mm. in a library mm. you know someone go looking at me <laughs> uh because how are you going to locate books books yeah yeah, yeah it and makes it easy for yeah you. if you go mm. to 
a library. There are a whole lot. Any library yeah. that I go, I, I mm. dare say that in the wall. Once I just, you know, give me some few minutes to study your catalog, and then, you know, I can just, you know, go to Trace, any book yeah. row, you know, just to yeah. as bring out, that is if they arrange the book according, according to what to they the catalog. catalog yeah. But if they scatter it, reading is very beneficial. It doesn't take... Um, it doesn't take five, you know, ten minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time on social media, uh, making ourselves to get angry and depressed, <laughs> you know, because uh, because you see someone with a watch of three hundred thousand dollars, you know, uh, you're pissed. You're left behind. Uh, no, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe your father hasn't even wore a wristwatch of fifty thousand, and you want to wear, of, you know. And the irony is that you are doing nothing to make money. You know, but you just want to feel among, and then you get yourself depressed using your own money, your data, and your valuable, precious time. Uh, instead of <laughs> for you to uh, maybe get a book or something and and, and read, and reading is is very uh, well. Me, I don't know what to tell anybody about reading, but <laughs> well, it's your life. It's you addictive. Know, yeah. It's addictive. If you know you're investing in information. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what else. I don't know how to buy clothes. I don't know even what's the latest you know, trendy clothes. Uh, but again, if you ask me about, I just love the world of books because I love ideas. You know how human beings would sit down and creatively, you know, think, present uh, yeah. issues. Yeah. You, you see, it, <laughs> one thing is, I was told way back that when you don't buy books. When you are gifted books, you end up not, you know, realizing how valuable they are. But when you use your precious resources to buy books, or to buy even if it's a book, then you understand what it means to go into the book in detail and realize. I don't borrow what it also, no matter who you are. Now, <laughs> I want to just tell you this little story. Um, I've bumped into Mrs. Sarah's library a couple of times. And what she does usually is to give me a time frame. So I know I'm bound by, you know, a certain duration. I won't give you any time. I'll just show you. Here's the book. If you want to buy, I can give That's you. too harsh, man. No, no, it's true. It's like, it's just like clothes. Okay, if you see my shirt, you say like my shirt. So I should off it uh, tomorrow and give it to you. No, 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 no. That's absolutely a different company. It's the same thing. It's, it's different, man. No, for me, basically, what, is, I, you know, what basically I'm saying is that Put your money where your value is. I get your point. She can. I, I get mean, your point. If you, if you are. But a, have you bumped into a library and seen one you, you actually interested in? And you just I'll just go, go and buy. Period. You know, I will just go and buy. You I haven't borrowed books before. Well, when I was starting, you know, I borrowed. But now, you know, I think that. Uh, God has blessed me with you know some little money that at least I know that okay this is my <laughs> let me tell you a story yeah many years ago I went to this bookshop in uh, I'm not going to mention the name mm-hmm. of the bookshop mm-hmm. and then I met someone that I, I so much respect engineer Solomon Chikan mm. and I saw him buying books mm-hmm. you know and I was there I, I just went to buy um, I just say okay had some money I said let me just go to a bookstore and see uh, what my money can fetch for me and then we we were at the clerk wanting to check out and then they were sorting sorting and he saw me he said if you read this tomorrow you're going to understand the value of this and before then I've read Rich Dad Poor Dad mm-hmm. by Robert Kiyosaki mm-hmm. so in that book he talked about something like a cash flow and people don't know that if you spend your money reading and buying books helping to um, articulate the problems of the world mm-hmm. and you know bring a solution to it 
people will go after you because it's value money yeah. is fiat is the more valuable you make yourself as a human being the more people sought after you mm-hmm. go after it's just like uh, i mean if you compare harlan you know the place for manchester city mm-hmm. with um uh Lionel Messi mm-hmm. you know in football market who is going to be more expensive transfer now? market it's going to be Haaland mm. because he's young he's agile he's appreciating aha aha so that is what you know books basically is i mean i understand that no not everybody mm-hmm. read books mm-hmm. you know but uh if you know that your your this is how you make money you have to invest in it you know so wisely that's mm-hmm. what basically i'm saying Well what stories have you been following today? Yeah, quite a handful. And um I'd like for us to which is it the investor certainly not the investor. Um okay, let's talk about the investor before we go to Timamanda. Uh, because she did a preface, you know, in a book Pope Francis just released. I think a couple of, today yeah. and why why he was basically talking about is the emancipation of africa and the title of the book is hands off africa you know telling europe to just wait up and i think it's it's really remarkable that the nigerian um, for me that's why even caught my attention not the fact that um the man wrote a book and all but the fact that she was considered by the vatican um to do a preface for that book really caught my attention but today the president confirmed the highest honors on the of the land to the president elect and the vice president elect which of course is part of preparations towards the handing over ceremony on the 29th of this but ashwaju said something in his speech during that investiture and um it's to the effect that president buhari took some steps that his predecessors you know feared to attempt to even pick up um or to take like a, what like the June 12th declaration as democracy day and that he was able to confer that on the GCFR grand commander of the federal republic on MK MK Abiola he was really you know he said that with so much intent and you could see it on his face that this is somebody who felt touched by that gesture and um well i began to ask lots of questions and how you know that gesture in for his part has improved the handling of our democracy by president mohamedou buhari is there any contrast between that and his action or um he has actually shown in the last 8 years his commitment to the cause of democracy because i remember clearly and i th- you'd connect with this perfectly the punch newspapers up until this day and until the 29th day of this month would continue to address president muhammadu buhari as uh, the president no, general, general muhammadu buhari yes you know so it tells you a lot of things and he also gave ashwaju a charge to to ensure transparency and accountability in governance and he mentioned corruption well i really i couldn't just you know have my brain consume that and then process it because <laughs> there are so many examples that abound in terms of the corruption scandals that have gone down the drain before president mohamed buhari's watch and it will appear that the man doesn't know what's happening and then at times when he speaks you know that he knows what he's talking about and then he fails again to act 
despite being an anti-corruption crusader and his spokesperson still address him as a man of no means stature before the world and even in nigeria and all of those so um well it's finally coming to an end whatever has a beginning it surely has an end like it said so time is ticking yeah, well, uh, Pastor Mahmoud Bari has come and done his own beat. Uh, Ashwaji Bola Metinibu. Well, Ashwaji is a title, so Bola Metinibu will be sworn in all things being equal 29th of uh, May 2023 as the 16th democratically elected president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And today, like you already said, the highest civil honor you know in our country has been bestowed on him uh gcfr which means grand commander of the federal republic mm -hmm. uh, together with a uh, grand commander of the niger that is uh kashim shetima well uh i just hope that you know today when i was following the um, thing on live on television mm -hmm. I, I just I, I thought to myself you know and i always admit that i you know and I'm not going to be ashamed that I have a small mind, a little mind. Um, I just thought to myself, I said, all of these big men, you know, big politicians conspiring, uh, are they happy that other human beings like them are poor and they don't, they lack the necessary things of life? You know, what gives them joy or happiness? Because in Nigeria, we think a big man is, um, you are isolated from society you know you are a vip uh and some will even you know ask you silly questions like do you use a restroom do you go to a bathroom you know do you do this do you uh, because you've grown so powerful i was telling you know i was having a conversation with a friend some weeks ago and then i told him that i don't see myself different from that person roaming the street with a mental health you know problem because we breathe the same oxygen nobody breathes the special kind of oxygen if you are healthy if you're hale and healthy you know I, I was just trying to say our leaders in nigeria needs to be more they need more empathy they need to feel what the people you know are going through uh, as a leader you need to sit back and you know and this is why I fault, you know, some uh, leaders and I, I criticize them, you know, at times too, you know, a little bit harsh because you grew up, you grew up in the village. You walk maybe uh, three kilometers, four kilometers to your primary school and you are still a child. Wouldn't you, if given the opportunity, make that situation improve and make, you know, other human beings better? Doesn't it make sense, you know, that way? But why do we keep, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, uh, making people suffer? You know, you go to the hospital, you see a common disease, you know, that should be treated. But they will tell you that either we're out of, you know, medical supplies, we don't have uh, the machines, you know, to use to do this uh, and things like that. It is very painful. And if you go to the religious circle, you see men of God that have convoys, you know, and things like that. Uh, and they are living like uh, superstars, you know, celebrities. And if you ask them, they will say, ah, oh, God is not a poor God. Uh, then what is the essence of uh, being humble and being meek? You know, basically what I'm saying is that we should be more 
kind we should be compassionate especially as leaders you know i i've read so many books on leadership all the theory of and for me i say with due respect all of them as far as you know personally i'm concerned is nonsensical a leader is someone that can empathize with another human being going through pain if you ask an average person on the plateau is governor lalonga leader has she shown leadership you know especially as related to the killings in mango i don't know what the answer will be but i'm guessing that uh, some of the responses will be no because it's like he doesn't care you know what i mean so uh, for me leaders should be a leader should look at other human beings you know look at that woman fine uh, cuz she hasn't had uh, opportunity to go to school and life has conditioned her to fry course and she's been doing that for 15 years you know and she want her kids to go to the best of schools but it's impossible and there's no government scholarship here even if her child is smart i should make sure that you know the child does his assignment you know to be a good uh, boy or girl in school but the government don't have any incentive to reward hard work is just because of uh, leadership and that is why some of the leaders I'm sorry to say I don't have regard for them if you don't regard you don't respect me as a human being I'm not going to respect you as a because we are not different at the end of the day you know all of us will go one route we're all going to die it's going to be end the story and then in death nobody will remember your riches but just like you know I'm a Christian the bible will tell me that is that good name is that good name which is know? better than riches yeah is that good name so leadership you know supposed to be you have to empathize all of this imagine how many of our leaders have gone through uh leadership courses uh, they'll say go to harvard for master class in this master you know uh, but they come country go still remain where he day <laughs> disappointed I would respond to you this matters your wrist and I think I was just fantasizing when you, when you were speaking Ponsak then I remembered um, Darren Esmoglu who said for example during the industrial revolution that leaders could invest up, politicians in particular he mentioned politicians could invest a little and then you you'd see the economy grow just by a bit and even that a bit growth is still disappointing so about the question you asked whether or not our leaders really understand they do understand that's the truth they understand and it is the only way it is the only method they can use to perpetuate themselves in power otherwise um, if everybody becomes rich if everybody becomes powerful who would end up being subservient to them and i think that's that's where power struggle again comes to be Oh, that is repression whatever you want to say no, le- see leadership is not position do they really understand it's not it's not that you are a governor you are a president it's not position is that how they see it leadership is servitude is that how they see it yeah because just like i'm not just like you know uh jesus would say the greatest the greatest among you should, should serve because i mean if if you like i mean people go to certain restaurants because of uh, waiters or waitresses mm-hmm. because they just love the service mm-hmm. and that person is leading that is what leadership basically is it's not that okay i'm the chairman of this rcc i'm the chairman of this lcc i'm the chairman of this uh, lay group you know in church you know i'm the uh, councilor in this you know angwa it's just position you know but leadership is you know service 
and how can you serve you have to know understand have knowledge before you can be able to serve well i think that uh, well, <laughs> let's uh, i mean what other stories uh tinubu now is gcfr yeah gcon yeah yeah officially 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 but let's look at the migration the dependent visa ban placed upon nigeria by the uk they call it net immigration <laughs> so does that really make sense who is that they losing end? it makes absolutely sense to me to you yeah why uh, let me tell you why all right yeah because a, a gentleman a young man you know i came out to quote and unquote MDC, expose, you. yeah ex mm -hmm. quote and unquote expose mm -hmm. you know nigerians if our society i mean i remember i read uh, the memo of chinua chebe there was a country i mean by the way if you've not read that book mm -hmm. go and read it and in that memoir, he said that University College in Ibadan used to have, you know, even foreign doctors foreign from England. In, yeah. He said in England, you yeah. know, uh, he said uh, foreign students from the some of the first world countries, countries. now, yeah. as it is today. As at the time. Yeah, were, were coming to University College, you know, in Ibadan just to be trained. And this is how many years? Approximately about 60 years. Mm -hmm. What has gone wrong? <laughs> what has gone wrong? That even Nigerians are seeking higher education in countries like Sudan, in countries like Benin Republic, just for the sole reason that eh, they don't have strike there. That is why you know people are going; uh, they, they don't have you know strike. So I always say that societies don't work because we pray alone. No, societies work because we are is is working. It's not been passive; it's been active. How active, you know, are you? And and you 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 go there, you find, you know, uh, look, just this is how I look at it. Uh, Britain colonized us, mm -hmm. but today we are going back again, taking our valuable skill to them to better their economy. Just go and make a research. Do you know how much Nigerian student contribute to the British economy when it comes to education? Is in millions of pounds millions of pounds and those monies and nigeria is celebrating okay the world bank reported that nigeria has one of the highest diaspora remittances you know in the world and even the federal government of nigeria is beginning to look at how to tap in from those resources remittances, yeah. remittances they call it diaspora remittances and you know i was speaking to a friend of mine he's in Columbus, Ohio. Very smart guy. He always, anytime we talk on phone, he always wants to come. He grew up in Tudumwada here. He always wants to come home. You know, but anytime he's, uh, I mean, he has kids there, uh, maybe over the phone if we're talking, I'll, I'll, I'll just hear him speaking just Hausa, you know, mixing Hausa with English to his kid. I asked, ah, why are you speaking this kind of language? He said, Kasanyara, and I was, you know, he told me that his kids don't, he doesn't know how to speak, you know, his own native tongue. So uh, the closest way he can bring them is just to speak that just Hausa to them so that if they come to just at least they can blend. It's something that they are already familiar used to. So is we need to be very active. I look at they would okay. If my father, for example, I was a young kid, maybe uh, I was um, not up to eighteen. Then my father took me to England, and then I, I go to England, start playing soccer. 
and then I became a citizen maybe at 18. I got signed to a club. I'm not going to come. In fact, if the NFL, you know, think of uh, me coming to play for Nigeria, I'm going to think twice, yeah, this country self, you know, but I'll be paying tax there. Just look at the economic value of those, you know, dependent net uh, immigrants. They are adding to the British economy. economy. True. And that's because the environment has favored them considerably. But by and large, it has to do a lot with the promise by Rishi Sunak to cut down um, immigration, right? And the problem is that you took too much and you don't want to, you know, give too much. And I think that's where the problem is stemming from. And like you said, their contribution to the British economy is immense. And you just can't talk enough of how many Nigerians work in the NHS. You don't. You just can't talk about how many Nigerian engineers are there, how well they are driving the British economy. And I bet you, if if actually they want to put this policy in place and if it's going to work, they would feel it. Because the healthcare system there would literally crash. The numbers suggest that Nigerian doctors you know form close to 49 percent of you know the british healthcare system and apart from other support staff and all of those caregivers that are also of great importance to them and you can't separate the history of civilization and humanity from immigration or immigration from the history, the history of, of humans is do you understand yeah, so why why exactly what's the logic that's what if you ask me i would also tell you and no i support the hardliner conservatives <laughs> I, you know the party of Rishi Sunak. I support him. You know, uh, we'll die here. We have to fix our country. <laughs> I mean, that you can people fix them. No be angel. No be God fix them. Who was nah, human beings too? Who was among the first? You know, two foreign leaders to have congratulated our president elect. He was part of them, yeah. and you know, we have spoken about how well we want to see our democracy become so transparent. And when these things, you just can't put them side by side and you would find an equivalent there. Yeah. So why do they speak from one side of the mouth and then eventually breathe in oxygen from the other side of their nostrils? It's these a, are it's so country. <laughs> Respect their country. If that is what they want, I mean, uh, it's their country. Let's play this insert. Uh, yesterday, Femi Bajabia Mila, the speaker, the deputy speaker, uh, were in War of Words, you know, uh, right to Rumble, uh, Idris. Wase is uh, going to become speaker. Uh, well, I know the local politics in Wase. I, I don't know if he loses out, you know, to become speaker and goes back to become a floor member. Will he win re-election again in Wase? You have, you know, strong PDP people uh, in Wase local government. You know, like uh, Alleji uh, Dahiru Sparo. You know, uh, are they going to allow Maji, for example, people who have invested, you know, uh, in in uh, Wasi, number one, and in the PDP, because I mean, Wasi, if, if you look at uh, Wasi with the likes of Ibrahim Kebawa, SEN, uh, there is trying to, the PDP is trying to grab back, you know, that local government uh, and the likes of uh, Al Hajidai Rusparo. Are they going to allow Maji? Uh, because, you know, it clearly shows that maybe the odds are not in his favor. You know, in this speakership thing. Let's play this since we'll come back. The show will continue. We don't have a guest. Uh, we just want to have a conversation with you. That's why we've been, you know, having this chit chat. The show will continue. Stay here. This is the first time in history that a deputy speaker will be challenging what this guy is saying. 
Honourable members are invited to the official commissioning of the permanent site of the National Institute for Legislative and Democratic Studies scheduled as follows. Thursday, 25th May, which is tomorrow, 2.30 p.m. So, so Chairman, uh, business and business, let's make the order paper light for tomorrow because we have this, uh, it's very important, the permanent site of Nils is at 2.30. So the good that we close are at 2. Um, it's at plot 307 cadastral zone. It's um, on the airport road in Abuja. Yes, sir. Mr. Speaker, respect colleagues, as we are winding up, we have lost quite a number of period of time. For a commission of a project for God's sake, why do we have to shelf a lot of activity that we have just to go and witness commission of a project of needs? I want to beg, sir, that we should do our functions. Those who have the interest to go to needs, they have the right to go there. But our main primary and function in this parliament is to make law, and our citizens should be more priority to us, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, perhaps, DS, you don't... I was, was part of those that went for this. It was set up... So I have every information and idea as what this... Uh, by this same institution, the house, to go to Nils. What I said was, let's try and make it light and leave here by two. If you want, we can resume at ten. We will do our work, but we will adjourn this house at two o'clock. I will witness... It kneels because it is important to me. Um, um, so, as I was saying, the second announcement. Mr. Speaker, sir. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Sir, the parliament is about us, not about I. Thank you very much. Mr. Mr. Deputy Speaker, this is the first time in history I've been in this house for many years, perhaps even longer than anybody here. This is the first time in history that a Deputy Speaker will be challenging what this guy is saying. Let us rise for Aisha Dukus. I don't understand what you mean by challenging. Let's rise for one minute, please. That I should not make my contribution? Well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. Well, our hearts and our thoughts, prayers are together with the, uh, those who are hurting right now, those who are pain, those who are displaced, uh, those who don't have a shelter over their heads, uh, uh, those who... Maybe all people who are because of the murderers, you know, coming to uh, their homes, they don't even have their medication. They have hypertension, they have diabetes, uh, they have, you know, illnesses that they are managing. We pray that uh, help is going to come and God is going to intervene uh, in his own way. Uh, because it is no fault of yours uh, that this is happening, you know, to you. And this is where we can see the hand of God. So, uh, and even uh, babies who are wondering what's going on, I don't sleep, you know, in my bed, in my room. Uh, I'm sleeping in an open area in a primary school. Uh, we just pray that uh, this help is going to come. And we're calling on public-spirited individual. We're calling on everybody, all humans with uh, compassion. We're appealing to the better side of your angel to please 
come to the age of these um, people who are displaced in their own ancestral homes, provide help for them uh, the best way that you can. And government, I don't know what to say. But, well, I do not know what to say. Well, but you saw that video clip making the rounds where the governor said jets and helicopters are flying all over Mango and that everything was under control. IDPs were being cut out for. And did you see that? No, the question is that does the governor have the power to order jets and helicopters to fly, you know, over the general area? He wants to drive home his point. Maybe he wants to drive to the village his point, not home. I do not know. Well, let's take this first call. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 81 Let's take the first call. Hello? 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 All right, uh, 081-2187-7777. Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio or turn it off completely, and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, we're listening. Thanks for calling, Jude. Our governor that are telling us that the copter is flying all over Mangu. <laughs> is laughable. And uh, what I have to see is that uh, we thank God uh, we witness what is happening. Honestly speaking, for him making this comment show that he's not happy that he is lost a nation. That's the truth of the matter because had he been he carried everybody along you wouldn't even think of this kind of comment after people are suffering, even some ladies that are on their time, no water for them to at least watch themselves. People are crying. You don't even bother about it. It's to go to court to collect a, a mandate of the people. That's what he's trying to do. And God is more than him. And all of them, I'm telling you, the Plateau people are spoken, whether they like it or not, come one day. Our governor-elect will be in office. And first, I please, before I drop, there's a rumor going around now. Even as uh, I went to Chobe, they are telling me that uh, for people constantly tell them that uh, we be have withdrawn the petition or the case against Tilibu. I want to make it clear. No, 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 it's, it's fake news. Lie. It's fake news. It's fake news. Yeah. That's what I, I tell the person that uh, let him listen to Ponsak. Mm. You will hear me and Ponsak will even concur with me that it's a fake news. It's fake news, yeah. God bless you, my brother. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Hello? Well? Yeah, good evening. Thank you for calling. Pastor Ponsak, who is you? Thank you for calling. We're listening. Thanks for calling. Let's Let's get 
kawan dia 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 nak dan kedua ke dari dari dia dari pun dia lokasi mana perintah Abu Bakar tu amma abun dah tak kira domisi nak dan yang anda aje nak musuh bahasa dengan abun dah kira pada tu mana mana pengon dah muka kau pasi aku lekan nak dia rasa ajaran ni ini yang siapa nak sekejar ajaran betul kawan tu anda dari siapa nama sama damwa iruan hal ini mikir cuci tu amma rukun dah mikir kulishi ni ajaran kaima abun dah kira susu ajaran kaima kesamu tu akan korang bawa korang pi tak Allah siapa nak aje musuh sunji atas lafia Thank you. Mungode. Mungode. Well, uh, to our non um, people who don't understand house, are basically saying that uh, we'll all sit down here, like me and Gilbert in the studio, lamenting that we want to change, we want to change. And then he was asking if those in leadership position all actually take out time to listen to radio shows like this, you know, to kind of prick their conscience. Uh, because, I mean, he said that if we fix the problem of this country, everybody's going to be happy for it. That's like in a nutshell, uh, what he said. Well, let's take this. Hello? 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 All right. Not working. Hello and good evening. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Tell us in here first. We're listening. Well, it's quite unfortunate because I listened to the Osama show in the morning, and there were there was one security that had this that fall, and he was complaining bitterly about our government. And what he said that because uh, Osama asked him that that uh, did our governor have the power to give orders to, uh, to only security personnel. He now said, yes, I have power, but he's the chief security officer of the state. Because before they make us to understand that, yes, the governor was not... Hello? Okay, please call us back when you get a chance because uh, we lost connection. Hello. Hello, very good evening. Thank you for calling, sir. Thank you very much for asking. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, so, sir, I've followed so very many stories from 2015 to today. So, 2015 is the beginning of the admiration of President Mahmoud Gwari today. Uh, but uh, let me tell you, Professor, I want to believe and I hope that uh, Nigeria will change. And I just hope that the incoming administration will make a difference. You can see how Nigerians, the level at which Nigeria is today. Nigeria has never been so divided like how it is at the moment under the Buhari Watch. So I want to urge Nigerians to be very, very watchful and be smart. You can see the National Assembly fighting who want to become the prison officer, even the National in the upper chamber, the head chamber, and the green chamber. And even the National Assembly members that we have them on the floor to process have they spoken for Tatu State, for Tatu people? Are we really together? Are these people representing us? Even what is happening today on the plateau, nobody will say anything except Musa Babu Dashung, Dashung, the House member representing. Uh, justice, justice, constituency, federal constituency. That is Musaba Gozatu. He is the only one that will be hearing him speaking for Gatu people. What is wrong with all that? 
What is wrong with the other House of our House of Rest members? They mentioned three hundred letters, and moreover, the 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 and you can see what is happening today. You can see that we don't have the democratic tension. Now the 50, almost eight years of the Warren administration. What do you mean is the impact? What is the change? What is the change? And they claim that they came, they, they, they came to make a difference with previous administration, good of the administration. Let me tell you, Nigeria should be careful. Whoever is crying and looking for power, he's not coming to work. And so we as an individual to us, we have done nothing. We have done nothing. We just forgive them, we forgive them and they go forgive them. Since they came on for 2015, this country started witness name. They said that they came to, 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 uh, to, to, to arrest insecurity. Since the result of 2015, Nigeria has been, uh, we've been in crisis up to now. So what is the change that they came to make for that? This is very unfortunate. I just pray that God will rescue us. If you're going to continue in the same administration again, the same administration again, Simply means that Nigeria will suffer. Nigeria will suffer. Nigeria as a kind of Africa. Is it the education center that we bring so very many professors to other countries? Or is it the agricultural center that Nigeria has come down the dream? We brought up the dream agriculturally. Or is it the, the security that the security agriculture has failed? Who many people have been killed? Do that my town? What are we doing in this country? Do we really have the leaders? Or the leaders don't have the followers? So I want Nigeria, Nigeria to be very, very careful. We must hold them accountable. We should stop politics of this is my uncle, this is my brother, this is my father. We don't, we don't need to do that. If he is your father, you should be able to secure you and secure everybody. So I want to also be very, very careful. Let me go back to Plato's sector. We must be very, very careful on the plateau. I always say this plateau is one of the targeting states in this country. We must rise up, put away our differences, existing differences or political differences or tribalism. It will not help us. We are targeting ourselves. People are being killed. The government we have today have never spoken for Plato. There were 20 people here in, in Plato State who went to United States and were telling the state that they have that, 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 that security and some of the institutions. Who is the security? Up to yesterday, there were 20 people for that. Do we really have the governor? Is the governor for two people? I, I don't think we have governor, honestly. So we just pray for the interior of the city on the plateau to respect people. And I will ask Dr. Kenneth Wilson, who is coming on the street tonight, he should always listen to radio if we have him. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Comrade Dadong. After this, Gilbert will take us through uh, social media. Hello, good evening. Thank you for Hello. calling. Good evening, Mr. Costa. This is Salamon Atani. I'm calling for two days. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you, sir. Honestly, uh, my contribution on, on the issue of deputy speaker and the speaker. What is going on between them, Father? Really like it. For me, this is democracy. And we do think we have started in the beginning of their training. Because they will, they will, they will really, that they will challenge each other. It will really help Nigeria to know, yes, we are in democracy. So that people will not do whatever they want to do. You see, if these people argue like this, they will, they will, they will bring a very good result. And they will not be, um, uh, I don't think anything that comes from the president. And, and the, the, everything will balance very well. So, Idris, uh, yesterday, honestly, what I wanted in the television, I said, this is the democracy we want. 
and I pray that the incoming government, the opposition party, will really challenge the, the ruling party so that things balance very well. The way things is going on in this country, honestly speaking, it's like we don't have members representing us. But if our members really challenge, they will never accept things that they're supposed to accept. Because the way they're collecting loan in this country is too much. And the law now, we cannot, Nigeria cannot say the same that Mahamad Ubuari has already left for us. We have more than 770 trillion naira. Where will Nigeria raise that kind of money? We don't have any income that will generate that money to get to those And all this will happen in the table of the Senate and the, and the, and the, and the House of Reps. So if our uh, members are challenging themselves like this, it's very good for me. And I pray that the, the coming government will do a better produce a better house more than the other one. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thank you on you too. Well, Gilbert. On Facebook, Hobson Manasse says, Good evening, Sunset. I want the president elect to focus on youth employment by creating jobs, um, tackling insecurity, education and infrastructure. Nen Dungbam said, says, um, Good evening. Pasak and Gilbert, I want the president elect to appoint his ministers based on competence not to share them as an ally because they will definitely make Omar his government. God should guide him. Aso Banga Ikase saying, I would like to see every part of the country reunited and recognized. About corruption, nothing can be done but the level of embezzlement should be reduced a bit. Nathaniel Joseph says, Good evening, Ponsak. My own advice to the incoming president is for him to do what he has planned to do, not what Buhari did, um, that he will continue. Okay. Palm Ishaya Lucas says, Good evening, JFM. I wish to congratulate Nigerians for triumphantly surviving and enduring eight years of total failure and gross incompetence, maladministration, hunger and starvation, gross nepotism and impunity high unemployment and inflation insecurity just to mention a few temple shinlat is saying very shocking indeed to see that a lot of nigerians do not know there has been deliberations on this okay there have been deliberations on this issue by the uk government for quite some time now to actually believe a one-man testimony is enough to speed up the execution of such a sensitive policy is out of place Nurse Yango Gong John says Tinubu should please try and stabilize the Naira. Once the Naira is stable, gradually prices of things will come down. Then security, we are dying on the plateau. Please, he can do something about that as enshrined in the constitution. We don't need much. Comrade Dawood says, for this the end of Governor Samuel Lalong's administration. The questions are the people of Plateau State happy the question is are the people of Plateau State happy with his leadership for eight years? We have suffered enough. May we never experience such leadership in Plateau. Divinely Lucas says, I feel that the president-elect should be a good leader instead of a follower. That person should also be healthy. Our president should be a patriotic citizen and a very good negotiator. Our president should be well experienced in government government's policies. We need a president who promotes education and who wants to help the middle class um, working people. Said Ibrahim says, Good evening, Ponsak Joseph. Um, all right. Concerning the issue of upcoming administration, for me, let next the next president focus on three sectors: education, security, and power. Anyaka Emmanuel Agbadi says, "Good evening, sirs. 
My opinion is please, Tinubu shouldn't give Plateau State Governor any appointment. Okay. Comrade Yusuf Beatrice says, Good evening, Ponsak and Gilbert. 29th of May is a long awaited day for those that are duly elected. But for those who know that their election is characterized by rigging and subversion of the people's will, they are not sleeping with their eyes closed. They are not even sure if they will sit on that seat. And even if they do, posterity will still count on them. Hashtag, let judiciary serve justice. I love your program. <laughs> All right, Masag, let's... <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let me read out some tweets uh, that we got. Uh, this from, uh, this coming from Machar Lazarus Hamani saying, Please play back that track by Dan Quad I played in your studio this morning. A rebirth of Plateau is on the way. Spaga Mafia is saying, Presidents appear to have the following, a strong vision for the country's future and ability to put their own times in the perspective of history, effective communication skills, the courage to make unpopular decisions, crisis management skills, character and integrity. Uh, Adejimo Imaro is saying, the seat of power is like a pot of honey. The seat of power is like a pot of honey. Those who seek it are desperate for a leak. Those who take it throw it a feast. In seeking it, they vow to serve. But upon taking it, they make us starve. May Nigeria succeed. What an interesting poem there. Well, Gilbert, your final word. Good evening, Flatter. Good evening. I mean, what can we say? Uh, love your country. Uh, I mean, I know that it's not uh, easy. Even us talking behind the mic, you know, we are human beings. Still, we'll go through a lot of, you know, economic hardship. Uh, but again, I mean, it's a country that we love, and we have to put our line, our, our lives, you know, on the line to make sure that this country works. And I truly believe that uh, this country will work, even if we don't see it in our lifetimes. At least we should be responsible and intentional in planting seeds. Uh, that when they germinate, maybe our children in the future will look back to say, uh, because of the sweat and blood, you know, of our ancestors, we should make this society work. We should uh, continue in this trajectory of uh, building our society with justice, equity, and peace. My name is Ponsak Fanab. The news you come your way top of the hour, six o'clock. To have a good evening by now. Your ex. We're not your ex. DJ, DJ 101.9 FM.